and boom goes the dynamite. Welcome to episode 52 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me today is Paul Sebastian. Paul, uh, I think you have some biz to discuss regarding where else we can listen to this fine podcast. We have some great news, Jeff. You can squash my favorites, but you can't squash my ambitions. And... That being said, we are moving Boom Goes the Dynamite forward to the next level. You can now listen to us on basically all major podcast platforms, namely Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you use an Android, pretty much all your preferred podcast apps can find it. If you search Boom Goes the Dynamite, it will be there for your listening pleasure. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts if you're an iPhone person. Um you can subscribe via whatever you Android people do. I don't know what you kids are doing, but you can do it. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher. If you have an Amazon Alexa, you can say, hey, Alexa, play Goom, Boom Goes a Dynamite, and it should be able to find us that way, too. Oh, I got to uh, try that. All kinds of cool shit happening uh, uh, with Boom Goes a Dynamite and with uh, our outreach and our accessibility for you, the listener. Well, of course, we still stay on the mothership, the PWON Podcast Network. You're damn right. We are still proudly part of the PWON Podcast Network, and you can still find us on the exact same feed. So if you still prefer using our SoundCloud feed and going right through PWOM, we are still going to be uploading to that as well. So whatever your preferred method of listening, we're there for you, folks. That's right, because we're all about what you want and what you need. Which you, is Sunny Kiss, which is more Sunny Kiss is what we need. Uh, we'll get to it, but, let, you know, we talk about it every week. On that note, us, well, did yeah, you watch Dark? I didn't, and I wanted to at least watch uh, KTB and Jungle Boy, and I wanted to watch Sunny Kiss and Ray Phoenix, and I just didn't get to it. I think uh, Penta Sarmiedo had a uh, had a match on that show, too. Oh, fantastic. I mean, it was a 16-match card. Holy, uh, Tuesday, I which is great. I love that. I don't know. I've gotten so used to the six match to the six match New Japan cards now. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> you know, cool way to use your B show and like if it's all online, like it's I mean, you're you're packing in action. You're not bogging anything down with the storytelling that you're gonna do every Wednesday anyway. And you're gonna do exactly what a lot of fans like us want, which is showcase more of your less used and younger talent and you know people you're uh, thinking about bringing in and, and stuff like that. So the fact that they're using that time you know efficiently and that they're they're getting a lot of matches in outside of the you know the regular Dynamite tapings is good. And with that. We go live to Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida for AEW Dynamite episode 52 uh, with your hosts, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. And we start right off with uh, the first match of the number one contender eliminator tournament for the AEW uh, world title. Uh, we start off with uh, Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. Uh, yeah, interesting matchup. Uh, what did you think pairing. about this? I thought it, you know, we talk about Jungle Boy and his star power, and he took some really strong bumps. Uh, he got some really good spots in. I think he is becoming Jungle Man before our very eyes. <laughs> and I think this was definitely like a big part like of his growing up and, and growing into a, a main event type talent process is a match with a big guy like Wardlow. I thought Wardlow really showed up. I thought he was pretty crisp. Uh, these are guys we haven't seen a whole lot wrestle singles matches on Wednesdays lately, so it was nice to see them get some work in, and I thought it was a pretty good, well done match. Yeah, I thought this was, uh, I thought this was pretty good too. I thought Wardlow, uh, I mean, he if they would give him more time and, and, and good talents, I mean, it, it, he looks like he could break out. 
Yeah, absolutely. In a big way, and yeah, I think they they needed to. Uh, I would have pre preferred Jungle Boy to go through because I th I just think that Jungle Boy versus <laughs> will be a uh, a better match. But at the same time, I think Warlow's going to come correct in that match too. Yeah. So definitely. I mean, it, it it'll work out. I mean, I, I I thought it was all right. It it was a it was a good way to start the show. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and at, you know, AEW this show is really good at hot first matches. Always has been. And then they, after the match, so Warlow picks up the victory and uh, advances in the tournament to face the winner of Colt Cabana versus Adam Page later in the night. Uh, we go then to some video footage from, uh, that was, you know, after Dynamite went off the air uh, from Eddie Kingston, where he is just uh, giving the business to john moxley yeah that but recap he, of last week's action some real 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 good stuff oh man my God. Uh, this was phenomenal yeah just calling back to some of kingston's best work that he's done to date on aew uh and i'm i mean i'm getting more and more excited for that full gear match and they made it official uh that this will uh not just be a match for the aew title but it will be an i quit match there's and, gonna be uh, there, there, there's gonna be some blood in that match Oh man, I'm really like. Could you imagine a few years ago thinking that the main event of a nationally televised wrestling show, like a pay per view, would be an I Quit match between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston? Uh, never uh, in a million years. Yeah, just like beyond your wildest dreams type of shit. Not, it's so awesome. This is yeah. Now, of, of course, you know, as I pointed, as we pointed out already in this show, and as I mentioned. On the uh, last episode of Strong Style Story, which I just posted this past Monday on the PWOM Podcast Network, um, it, it is the it is on the uh, on the Saturday after the election, much like New Japan's next big show, Power Struggle. So yeah, I don't know how much into wrestling we're all going to be that day. There's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, we got wrestles. Yeah, I mean that may be the only thing keeping us sane that day, depending. Also on how true. Well, yeah, wait, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dep depending yeah. on how, how things go. And it's already done so well at keeping us sane, you know, thus far. Great track record. We're all holding together great. Everything's going well. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, who am I to to disbelieve? So, uh, yeah. So they announced the I Quit uh, match for the AEW World Title. Uh, we, we went to commercial and came back, and we got John Moxley's promo. And, yeah, was, uh, I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're great Moxley, right? Like, what else is there to say about Moxley week in and week out that we haven't said already? He is a standard bearer for this company and just delivers 100% all the time at being the champion. Yeah. Like, he is the top guy. He acts like a top guy. He cuts promos like a top guy. He's the top fucking guy. Yeah, he's I mean, a he's a top fucking guy over here. He's hey. like the fucking he's like the fucking cap over this. Say hey, he's a or this sting of ours. He's the capo hey. copy over here. Hey, right? Bafungu. Hey. hey, what are you doing over here? Hey. I'm wrestling here. Hey. What's the matter with you? Hey, have you been watching uh, the season of Fargo? I have not watched any Fargo, and I keep hearing it's it's quite oh, good. Oh well, th this season particularly, I I it, it took me a while to buy. Jason Schwartzman as like a a, a a mafioso boss, but that's uh, so interesting. I love Jason Schwartzman; I think he's great. So yeah, I mean, it, it took me a few minutes to buy him as that, but you know what? So far, uh, good, good, uh, good season. Chris Rock, he he's he's excellent in this season. Although right. they, although although they they just killed. It's only like episode five. They just killed off you know who was my favorite character Spoilers. so far, but I won't tell you who that is. So all right. Um, was it Sunny Kiss? It was not Sunny oh, no, Kiss. Wait, I'm sorry. That was this show. That was this show. This show killed Sunny Kiss. So, so they had to take Joey Janela off of this show. Yes, because uh, he was potentially exposed to COVID nineteen via his opponent okay. on I think it was what Saturday. Yeah, there was a GCW show in California where he wrestled AJ Gray, who just tested positive uh, this week. So out of an abundance of caution, they took Joey off of this event and all future events until he's cleared via AEW's protocols. Well, which is, you know, the 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 right and sensible thing to do. So Absolutely. and uh, we hope AJ Gray recovers fully and quickly. Uh, we do. Yeah, uh, we, we, we like us some rich homie juice. So you all know. the best, AJ. Absolutely. So I hope he's doing OK. 
Although, well, I, you know, a little, uh, what we believe to be a pleasant surprise here that Sonny Kiss is going to step in and wrestle Kenny Omega on Dynamite. And all were rejoicing and all was well and everyone was happy about it. And then the match started. And then the fucking bell rang. Doot, doot, doot. And then the match ended. <laughs> the match ended abruptly, some would say, in about a about a 12-second match that contained a V-trigger and a one-winged angel. Uh, and that was it. That was the whole match. It's over. Yeah, the, yeah. Kenny Omega's intro, which was one of the most hammy intros of all time. I mean, it was very Kenny Omega. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know about the, uh, the 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 bikini girls. I don't know how Kenny Omega that was. I mean, the whole the whole pageantry of it was quite Kenny Omega. Then they got the brooms and the bad choreography. It's all pretty Kenny. I mean, Kenny could have choreographed that himself, and I would have believed you if you told me that. Yeah, but I mean, the whole intro where they, by the way, finally remembered that he's the triple, apparently still the triple A mega campion. He still is. And like triple A run shows and stuff now, too. And they're just, you know, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't just been like, okay, give us the belt. We'll just figure something else. Well, as as far as this show and and all my shows, uh, the Cubs fan will tell you titles don't really mean as much in Lucha. True. So uh, that, that, that there is that, but I mean they, they listed like all these accomplishments because they're they're running through this you know how how hammed up uh, Kenny Omega is why he he's going to be the number one contender because he's achieved all this shit you know it's I mean like, he's, it's quite a list of accomplishments yeah, he's mean, quite he's quite decorated and you can also add squashing Sunny Kiss in like a few seconds to that list of achievements and uh, all of our dreams were consequently crushed. And I was very sad. Uh, I was ready to turn this fucking thing off. It was bullshit. Yeah, that you was could not cool. These, this result without having to just totally squash Sunny Kiss. Um, squash matches. Let me just let, let's talk, can we talk about squash matches for a hot second? Sure. Let's talk about squash matches. Um, I'm okay with squash matches, but I think they need to be reserved for very certain instances and very certain wrestler types. I think one of the things about squash matches is they only really work when you have when it's like a really big wrestler. I think conceivably, and if we're kayfabing it up here, like anytime two wrestlers are roughly the same size and athletic like look or, or you know, body type and things like that, you can conceivably make it a competitive match in, in a multitude of different ways. Where if you have the big guy and then like the regular size or little guy, like a squash makes sense. The big guy comes in and throws him around and then that's the end of the match. And it has more of an effect, I think. I think emotionally, I think storyline wise, it all connects more. You could have achieved the exact same result with giving Sonny like four to six minutes to at least get his shit in and get a match out of it and still had Kenny win or Kenny cheating to win. Therefore, get drawing the heat that they were, you know, no doubt looking to draw with this result. But you didn't have to be at Sonny Kiss's expense in this way. So I'm a little disappointed about that. Now, I know that, you know, they booked this match at hours notice and probably just didn't get a chance to figure out what they were going to do in it. But you could have probably called if Kenny Omega can't call four minutes on the fly by now, then what's what are all these achievements for? No, 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 I agree. No, and and it just makes you know it makes Sonny Kiss look like a, a, a shithead. You know, it, it's and also Sonny lost last night to Phoenix. So you got you know two losses in twenty four hours for Sonny Kiss, which is unfortunate. Yeah, uh, well, that, that's sure that Phoenix did beat him. I did see that result, but um, I, I, I'm sure they Phoenix gave him more time. Gave her more time than uh... correct. Correct. So, yeah, the, the, yeah, I thought this was done wrong and I was disappointed in the way it was uh, it was handled. Yeah. Th- yeah. This was bullshit. Yeah. Th- and th- even this like, was bullshit. Like, if it you're really... going to do this, like you're going to do the squash. Why have Kenny go raise Sonny's hand afterwards and just like kind of erase what the whole point of that was in the first place? Right. Well, and, and you know, the thing is, I, 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 uh, I, I let my honey know that this match was happening because my honey has an interest in Sonny Kiss. So I was like, okay, well, you know, Sonny versus Kenny. Oh, okay. So she comes downstairs, and yeah, with yeah, for this. <laughs> well, guess I'll but, go back to whatever else you were doing but, at all. Well, but you know, she did stick around for you know the other one she did she wanted to see, which uh, she was not disappointed by. But let's get to that anyway. Yeah, um, Kenny Omega advances. Uh, the booking did was was wrong. I'm sorry. Agreed. Really wrong. We get an interview with uh, Orange Cassidy and Tony Schiavone, and Tony Schiavone is just exasperated by Orange Cassidy. 
<laughs> which I think is a very funny character choice for him to be like, this guy is just so aloof and just so, oh, like, why doesn't he take it seriously like me, the most tryhard guy? Uh, and I thought that, you know, Tony Tony's interactions with talent as like an interviewer have been very good. Uh, and then we, we get a, uh, a Cody, a Cody Rose promo from a limo and, you know, he's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the point. I mean, I know what the I mean, point of it was. But yeah. I don't know what Cody the point of I know what the uh, point of it was, but I don't know what the point of it was, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think this is all part of the Cody slow burn into his healdom and, you know, kind of exerting his authority, showing his exasperation with people wanting him to do a rematch and, uh, and stuff like that. He needed to show off his multiple chains on his vest. That was important that you see how many chains he has on his vest. Uh, so there's there's some things you got to do there. I mean, wh- which would you rather see? Would you rather see Cody versus Darby Allen again, or would you rather see uh, Orange Cassidy versus Darby Allen? Ooh, ooh. You know, that's an interesting question because I think Cody and Darby have a really, really good ring chemistry. And I like to watch them wrestle each other. And I think they're very creative and can put on a really interesting match. That being said, who doesn't want to see more Orange Cassidy? It's tough for me. Um, I think we're going to get all of it anyway at some point. I think there's they're going to make these these all these matches happen in a roundabout way. So I'm just going to let the story get told. Fair enough. Fair enough. We get a promo from Eddie Kingston. And golly, <laughs> I cannot get yeah, enough of crushing. Eddie Kingston. On... He's crushing. He is. Uh, we thought Taz was doing great, and, and Taz cuts a, a fire promo later. And also uh, Eddie Kingston in a uh, Carmelo Anthony Syracuse jersey, just continuing to dress like me, uh, circa two thousand and three. <laughs> so really, really respect that. Are you are you secretly from Yonkers? Uh, I am not, but I guess we have the same. Here's I told I've, I've said it before. The only difference between me and Eddie Kingston's attire is that my Yankee hat would be red just because of my Fred Durst fandom at the time. Well, we we all make mistakes in our youth. That's the that's the red hat we can bring back. I'm telling you, if we just started wearing red Yankee hats, that's the one real way to kill MAGA caps. Mm. Just start doing the Fred Durst. That's the one way we can make this work. All the ironic MAGA hats suck. Don't do a MAGA hat with like an ironic message or like something different on that. That's bad. The only red hat you can wear is the Fred Durst red Yankees hat. I'm declaring this now. What if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan? Still red Yankee hat. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, they kind of had the whole red, red hat thing over the over the Cincinnati Reds. I, I mean, they did kind of have the the whole red hat thing first. Yeah, but did they uh, play a concert on top of the World Trade Center before nine eleven? Didn't think so. Who Limp Biscuit? Yeah, Limp Biscuit. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. They shot like I think it was the Nookie video or like one of those videos like on top of the World Trade Center, like, and the video was or the album came out. Significant Other came out like right around 9-11, I think. Like right before or right after. There's some whole lore behind it. And well, it's escaping now because I have wrestling brain, but I, uh, I, look that up, folks. Look well, up Fred- you know who I know I know another band who did film a video that was uh on top of the World Trade Center, but it was the alternate cut and never really got played. Oh, which one was that? That was Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. Oh, interesting. I did hey, not know that. Yeah, you can look it up on YouTube. There is an alternate cut of that video. Folks, they... look up Depeche Mode and Limp Bizkit. Uh, you know, get some variety in your life. Our third match of the evening, also for the Eliminator Tournament, uh, Penta El Cero Miedo contra Rey Phoenix. Holy Jesus Christ. It was everything we expected it to be, right? It, it was, actually. They, they gave it time, and they, those two just showed out. Best thing I can say about this match is it was exactly like every other match I've seen them have, which is like the which best. Which means it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it means it fucking rocked. <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, I, just Penta and Phoenix doing Penta and Phoenix stuff. Uh, a gajillion reversals, tons of classic lucha libre, uh, chop for chop battle, just everything you'd want. Phoenix's chest was just getting raw at one Ooh. point. Ooh boy. I mean, you... but giving them back pretty good too. Oh, uh, yeah. Hell of a match all the way around. Uh, definitely the best wrestling of the night. And you remember they they even did a callback to Lucha Underground with the uh, the the with the, uh, the the trying to go for that Frankensteiner in the air and Penda just says nope. <laughs> yep. Oh man, we're getting close to that. So uh, on the stream, I brought that back on Monday. Where like 
we just got to like the beginning of the trios tournament. So like episodes, I think the last episode we watched was like 23, maybe. Okay. Well, again, just, I, I, yeah, you need to have me on for for the for the death match. So what so. I didn't remember is that that first episode is like fucking forty episodes. So like we still got a long, a bunch of shit to do before we get to that at match. I didn't oh, wow. realize. That. I thought it was coming up, but yeah, the first season is actually really long. Yeah, actually, the all like kind of eight episodes, I think, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Well, either way, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be ready. Just let Hell me know yeah. when you're, you're going to do that. Anyway, uh, Ray Phoenix gets the win on here now. Was this the right call? Because, yes. because, admittedly, I, I thought that they were gonna go with Penta because number one, I think he's you know just slightly better, and he's you know one of my top three wrestlers in the entire world. But also, he does have quite the history with Kenny Omega. But also, it's... Ray Phoenix is the man that lost the AAA Mega Campion, Campionato to Kenny Omega. Right, and so I think it was the right decision, and here's why I do. Because if you're going to have Pentagon lose to anybody in a singles match on the show right now, let it be Phoenix. Because just to your point, him and Kenny do have that all-in history, and I don't think you want to have Pentagon lose a match to Kenny on a Dynamite show. I That's still a pay-per-view main event to me. Uh, like a really big it, one. They've already it, 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 If nobody else. <laughs> yeah, so why burn that match now? I think Phoenix being the guy that's going to be a really, really good match. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and, yeah, I think this was the right result, ultimately, long term. Um, also, once again, we just have to point out that uh, it, the fact that they are not marketing Penta and, and Phoenix as part of, you know, as part as some of your biggest stars on this well, program is just Phoenix, a, an action. It's just a, a, a mistake. I th- well, th- I think that I think it's heading that way. I think this tournament is a part of that build, and Phoenix is one of the toys now. Also, well, a so big is, part. So of is that. Penta. So is Penta one of the toys too? Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw, saw the Phoenix one. Yeah, I saw the I I saw the 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 figure on display at C two E two back in February. Oh sweet. So oh, okay. and they're they were they're gonna do multiple color swatches apparently for for uh, at least for Penta. I don't know about Phoenix. Okay, I mean, yeah, so I think this is all a part of that build, right? And I think that, you know, the Kings, the Kingston Goon stuff, I mean, Death Triangle was going to be that, right? That's what Death Triangle was going to be. It was going to be their ascension to the top of the show. And, you know, COVID threw a fucking wrench in that. Yeah. So I think they're, you know, they have to do this build differently now. But I think, I mean, there's no way you don't see that writing on the wall. I do fully expect both these guys to be the biggest stars on the show, you know, respectively, whether it's together or separately. Well, I, I'm hoping. I mean, I, I'm not expecting them to be the top guys. I think Pentagon can absolutely carry this brand for a while. I think he can too, and I think he's w- one of the most marketable guys. I mean, again, crazy Mortal Combat Kung Fu Lucha skeleton guy, you know? Yeah, who's <laughs> also like insanely charismatic and like has, has, a, ca- like a, has a catchphrase that's way the fuck over. Yep, he has sex symbol value. Ladies love him. Uh, he's awesome at wrestling, you know, the bell to bell stuff. He's got it all. Afterwards, we go to a recap of best friends versus Kip Sabian and Miro for some reason, because we just, this shit we're, we're really, do, we're booking a fucking angle over a broken arcade machine. And it's like, you got these guys cutting promos, like they're dead ass serious about it. And it just doesn't land for me, man. It's not landing, and it's just it's unfortunate for Miro that this is the first thing that they're doing with him. This guy is, you know, by a lot of people's accounts, a can't-miss talent. Uh, he's great when the wrestling starts. He's very charismatic. He doesn't need to be a part of, like, a tag team or a group or a stable or any of that and probably would benefit just by being a big guy with a manager just kicking people's asses right now. What he should be doing is squashing somebody on Dark every week and then beating someone's ass on Dynamite every Wednesday. That's where he should be. I don't understand this storyline or why we're doing it this way. Um, I I trust that the best friends and he and Kip will have a good match when the bell rings. I'm sure that will be fine. I, this bill just doesn't connect with me at all, and I just whatever. Get and it again, they, they've completely they've completely sidelined Penelope Ford in the meantime. And also a big problem as she started coming out into her own, right? Like she's been yeah. getting better. Her matches have been better. She, uh, you know. Kip acting as like her valet has worked really well. And now we're getting away from that. And it just kind of sucks to see them go away from things that work when normally 
when they see something like I'd say, you know, a majority of the time when they see something working, they they lean into it pretty well on this show. This is not an instance of that. And actually, it's the opposite. And it's definitely uh, something you hate to see. We come back and Alex Morvez is backstage with Colt Cabana, uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. And oh, my God, what the hell is John Silver on? These days, John Silver is, is on some he's feeling it. He's, he's an energetic on, man. He's on some biker crank or something because he's got the energy. The eyes were something. The eyes were definitely something. I think he was just like, yeah, he was just really uh, I think he was just trying to contain his excitement and just indicating a lot. I think it was just an acting thing. Uh, but it, I again, Dark Order isn't what we expected it to be, but in a good way. It's something different. And it's kind of interesting uh, Colt wants to, you know, try to be the champion now while these guys want to be tag team champions is the, that's the through line of the night, uh, whether or not they'll be successful is yet to be determined. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Well, we'll find out one of those right now as we go to our fourth match of the, but I do like the uneasy kind of alliances within the dark order. Like these guys don't necessarily like each other, but they are united under their leader who they all believe in. That's got that kind of cult feel to it. Cause like, you know, if you, you know, anyone that's into cults and i know there's probably some some conspiracy nerds and last podcast on the left listeners uh that probably listen to this podcast as well <laughs> that know what i'm talking about but like if you know enough about cults like this is how they are though right like they have the charismatic leader that people from different backgrounds and different walks of life and different viewpoints unite under and they don't necessarily get along within it all the time oh no uh, i mean and, no and, and, and in and, fact and, a lot and, of times they don't get along yeah and and, i think that's a nice uh, indication of that yeah like any groups like this or you know like you know you know wh- wh- white supremacist cells they are so filled with 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 infighting and backbiting that it's, oh yeah it's it's yeah I wonder they, it's a wonder they get anywhere clear, at all. we're not comparing dark order to a white supremacist no so we are but i mean clear. i'm just saying you know i i, I, I do a lot of I, yeah i mean i've done a lot of reading on the subject so yeah just they get out they get out next all of them have the same haircut as john silver or the same beard and they're like we are dark order and we're the top three percent of aew <laughs> yeah oh jesus match next next week Stu grayson says the 14 words oh shut up <laughs> just stop right now <laughs> Our fourth match of the evening, Cole Cabana versus uh, Adam Page. I thought this was it, it was a well wrestled match, but we we knew from from jump where this was going. We we knew the Absolutely. result. So so to that that brings that circles back to my point about fucking Sunny Kiss. They could have had the exact same match and it would have achieved the same results. Yeah, right. I mean, so like this they could have got. So this is what you're saying. Things in, you know. Yeah. So yeah, think about what they are saying. With this, with with Kenny Omega just destroying Sonny Kiss in it, with two moves in twelve seconds. Yeah, and then you know uh, Hangman wrestles Cabana, who's like on roughly the same card position as Sonny Kiss. I would say, like they're roughly in the same position on the card right now. Uh, and this match gets to be more competitive. Why? Yeah. Well, it's it's bullshit. I mean, again, there are, I mean, w- 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 there was are Joy- legitimately reasons why, but I'm still going to gripe about it because I want more fucking sunny kids on my TV. Well, what, what, yeah, what, was Joy Janela going to get squashed in 12 seconds? I somehow doubt that. I don't think, well, maybe. But, I, you know, Cody or Kenny and Joey have wrestled before in, like, more competitive matches, so probably not. Like, Alan Angels got more out of Kenny, got, got to... Get more work out of Kenny Omega. Well, to be than... fair, I think Alan Angels is uh, one of their top prospects. Honestly, I think Alan Angels is going to be something. I don't necessarily know if it'll be under this iteration or under Dark Order, but I think in the coming years he will be a guy you see featured quite a bit on the show. Yes, but does, did did Alan Angels wrestle Cassandra? True. There you go. Very fair. Very fair. We then get a pre-taped uh, Sammy Guevara promo, and Jesus Christ, I just want that angle to end. I, Sammy I'm Guevara so is like this angle. He's like a he's like a kid who's uh like his like his crush in third period is like a goth girl, so he like went to Hot Topic and bought a studded belt and some eyeliner. And he's like trying to like fit in to like, get her attention now. Yeah, he's like trying so hard to go goth. <laughs> oh boy, he bought a Hawthorne Heights album. <laughs> well see he should have gone straight to the sisters if he just all he had to do was just buy a sister's album and get those aviators like uh like andrew eldritch and you there know you there you go no but he would absolutely be like a real poser about it he would be like ah i'm Sa- my name is samuel now and uh i'm like a darker <laughs> sort of iteration per se uh 
yeah, do you see my black jacket? Yes, I yes, I took the big black inner circle coat and I turned it into a cloak. <laughs> Never mind that it's a satin baseball jacket. All of you conformists wearing your sports jackets. Uh, I am I am I am a different iteration. I am something darker. <laughs> I am dark Samuel, and I will take your soul. We come back and we get a promo from Team Taz and uh, against Will Hobbs and Darby Allen and my God Taz is just way way out there. He he, he dropped the fugazi. I loved it promo. when he said fugazi. I popped absolutely. Yeah. Which that is not which is not the same thing as fugazi, which is you know one of the greatest bands ever. But yes, you know. it's all fugazi. Oh hey oh. If you want to know what Fugazi means, it's what Rudy Giuliani thinks the Borat video is. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani was like, hey, it's so Fugazi. I was just reaching down into my pants so I could tuck in my so I could tuck him in. I was tucking in my shirt. Yeah. Just because, hey, listen, just because I was tucking in my shirt, I'm already down there. Of course I'm gonna jack off. What the fuck? I was already down there. What are you gonna do? Yeah, by the way, Rudy Giuliani can fuck off <laughs> forever. Uh, he got, but he did get owned, and he send, like he consistently embarrasses himself just day in and day out, and that's going to be his whole legacy. And we're all going to remember him for being a doddering old idiot uh, who is probably a pedophile too. So you know, burn in hell, bro. Yes, Jay. There you go. I hope so, you and Rush Limbaugh get to hang out for a very long time, very soon. In hell. Hey. Uh, by the way, uh, Ricky Starks. Wait, listen. hell? Are you talking about uh, Sunny Kiss versus Kenny Omega? Oh, let's oh! not forget Ricky Starks' part in this promo because he he, he 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 was massive. Brian Cage, what the fuck? Well, Brian Cage should never talk. Yeah, well, he did. He, <laughs> I like how Taz Loki made fun of him too. He was like, "Hey, who better?" Right? Taz just goes, "Well said, man." Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taz, this is why I do the fucking talking over here. Oh man, every time I see him, I'm just like, God, I'm just. I could tap you in three minutes, Douglas. <laughs> it's, I mean, he's channeling that energy right now, and that's why it's nice to see him actually channeling like the energy of his heyday and like really doing like some of his best work he's done in fucking a decade plus. Oh God, yes. No, no, he's he's incredible. I mean, it, it, it is incredible how how he's turned himself he around. Gives like a boost to Brian Cage in a way that Brian Cage needs promo wise, and. It's giving shine to Ricky Starks and raising his profile just by being there. And it's going to help Ricky kind of spin off into his own thing uh, even stronger by next year. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. So now, the, 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 the part I was kind of, I, I was looking forward to and kind of dreading the most. Um, the, Le Dinner Debonair. Le Dinner Debonair. It is Le Dinner Debonair. The uh, the 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 steak dinner between Chris Jericho and and Maxwell Jacob Friedman, um, you know when when they started off doing trying to one up each other, trying to see how raw they can, you know, how bloody they can go with their steaks. <laughs> I was just like, oh my lord! But of course, it, but of course, it started well done. So of course, these joke the, these privileged jokers, you know, have to have theirs well done. I'm surprised nobody asked for ketchup. I think well, they were. Go I mean, I, I was kind of hoping for like the extra. Like someone ordered a one, and someone was like, "You know what? Make mine ketchup." Yeah, but you know, they 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 they, they sidestep that, and it, it it erupts into a Broadway, an actual Broadway musical number. Just so good. I mean, it started. Oh it was, my god! Thing, like, it had that vaudeville vibe, and it was written and shot that way prior to the musical number breaking out. But then a full-ass musical number broke out. It was like a, a Me and My Shadow with like some customized lyrics. Yeah. It was brilliant. I got to tell you, it was wonderful. You know, you you forget that MJF is a theater kid and is a, and it has a singing voice on him, like a show tunesy singing voice. Right. Uh, and held, held his own quite well with professional singer and frontman Chris Jericho. Oh my goodness! You know, I I, I have to quote, uh, you know, the 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 co-founder of this show, the former co-host, uh, Chris Damasano, in, in a group chat we are in, where he said that AEW promised us WCW, and they delivered DDT. And you know what? Thank thank God, thank you Allah for such a bountiful gift, 
because this ruled. This was one of my favorite things I think I may have ever seen on Dynamite. I'm serious. I, I was I was stunned. I, I was like, I, I thought that this segment, it, it could have gone either way. And oh, my Lord. It was so much fun. It was just so much fun to watch. Jericho and MJF have incredible chemistry. And it really showed in a number like this because it takes a certain like not every wrestler can pull this off. And these are probably the only two guys on the roster that could have done this. You know, I, I'm telling you lately, for, for some reason, they're doing this tour of like um, uh, uh, of like TV and, and, and musical and, and movie tropes. Because when we when they did, you know, the the, the freeze, the, the sitcom like freeze frame. Well, it's because Jericho loves pop culture. Jericho loves movies and TV and pop culture, and he loves to like like harken back to things and do homages and do stuff like that. That's definitely very much on brand for him. He he is very clearly in charge of the creative for all this stuff. Oh yeah, this is his baby for sure. There's no one else booking this. This is Jericho. There's it, it, he wears it like it's all over all the writing for all of it. It's all over all the even the editing. It's all his style. Yeah, uh, coincidentally, consequentially, just a Jericho side note. I listened to his podcast with Andrew Yang this morning. I, I'm I'm so very sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so not even someone as charismatic and electric as Chris Jericho can make Andrew Yang interesting. The man is just the most like he has negative charisma. He is just a, a just a, a suck for charisma. <laughs> Go figure. And uh, and it's crazy for someone to, like that, like boring and gormless to like be such a clout shark. Like he's just so he craves relevance at every turn and just needs to stay relevant. That's why he does things like this. And it's why, uh, you know, he accepted with the Biden campaign and it's why he took the CNN job right after he was part of the Bernie rat fucking whole thing. Um, and he just needs to cling to relevance, but he's just so uninteresting. And also has a very terrible grading, awful hokey laugh. And it annoys me. Our fifth match of the evening, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Kylan King. Uh, this was a glorified squash. And see, even we could have even done this with the fucking Sunny Kiss match. We could have even done this. Give him two minutes. Give him something. No, I'm with you, man. <laughs> something. We, we, God we damn are, it. Yeah, we're not letting this one go. <laughs> No, I'm absolutely not letting this one go. <laughs> nope. It, it, it casted a pall over the entire rest of the show. Even with a great Phoenix Pentagon match, even with this absolutely wonderful Jericho MJF segment, that Sunny Kiss squash just left this little stink. It, like if you like if you flush it, well, let's, let's call back to wrestling. Like if you flush a toilet and that nugget comes back oh, and the nugget's been sitting there for a while. And then uh, Nugget starts to stink a little bit, and it was just right there, that Nugget. Yeah. yeah fortunate. So, as much as we just discussed... Sent me into a blue blaze of rage. Oh, God. Yeah, we're, and I said, Okay, we're stopping this right now before this goes uh, somewhere it shouldn't. Um, yeah, you know, I wouldn't it, want, wouldn't want uh, a bad comment here to be this podcast downfall. Oh, okay. That's a, good night, folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um. So yeah, here we are talking about you know things that they can do with the the uh, the women's division to make it better. And of course, this is you know the women's segment of the show, and they are oh my god, still going with the baddest bitch on the block thing. And, and in fact, Tony Schiavone even calls her a domineering bitch. Can we not? Yeah. This just stop. Stop what if now. We just, what, if, what if we just didn't? Good lord. What if instead of doing this, we didn't do this? Good crikey. Yeah, uh, didn't work. That the, the moniker does not work for me, and I hope they move away from that. Britt, on the other hand, in ring-wise, uh, continues to improve. Uh, she's done some really good work. She was very crisp in this match. Kylan King's a good hand, and they uh, they had a nice little match here. Uh, her spots look clean. I think Reba is a really good like uh, uh, valet and person on the side. I think she's really interesting, and I hope they give her more to do. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Oh, the bedazzled it, jean jacket that was great. <laughs> yeah, looked extremely cool. But yeah, jeez. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. we're we're still not over the 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 Kenny Omega Sunny Kiss match. 
No, we're not. Also, we got to put some more powder on that glove so it slides on the hand easier because it's really weird for Britt to like do the uh, the lock job, but all the fingers are kind of just like waving around um, at the end of it because like, she couldn't get her fingers all the way in. So Wait, was kinda... that or was the glove too big so they could easily, more easily slip on? They should, or they could get a bigger glove. But no, but no, I... she like couldn't get the glove on properly. Mm. Like she didn't get her fingers into it at all because like it didn't slide in quick enough. So you either, you have to powder those things really nicely, right? So you get a nice slide up in there. Yeah. Uh, so you gotta you gotta pay a little more attention to that because otherwise, like you just got the little fingies like popping out of the mouth, like the little little rubber part. It's just weird. Yeah, but then do you want to have the taste of baby powder in your? Well, then don't get lockjawed. You know that sounds like <laughs> a personal problem. That's on you. We get a tape promo between uh, Darby Allen and Steve-O. We got, okay, in this show, we got show tunes and literally jackass. Yeah, like actual jackass. Got a, this was just a jackass segment. We just got a jackass segment in the middle of AEW Dynamite. Mm, Super here for it. I'm not going to say no to a jackass segment <laughs> at any point in time. I'm firmly, this is very much in my wheelhouse, Jeff. This is so important to my youth, uh, was Jackass. Uh, so yeah. much so that me and my dumbass middle school friends made our own, and we called it Jerkface. I'm, I'm sure that went places. Uh, yeah, mostly the woods. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you find places, any... Mostly the woods and, like, uh, uh, did you school fi- playgrounds. Did you find any porn in the woods? You know, I think we were just past like the porn in the woods generation. Like I, th- I was get, I was getting my porn <laughs> online, like for most of my jacking off career, which did start early. Okay, and still, <laughs> like I, I, I feel like because like you could go to like fucking wwf.com and like in thirty minutes load a picture of Sunny. No, well, I mean that's true. That's a true story. Sonny was the most like searched person on the internet, like early internet days, like on AOL, like when AOL first came out. Uh, Sonny was like the most searched person. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tammy Tammy was quite a sitch back in those days. Our main event of the evening, the four-way number one contender match for the AEW World Tag Team titles. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who was in this match. We knew who was winning this match the second the, the participants were announced. Yes, we did. Um, my girlfriend said that this match was really just for cool outfits and that was pretty much what yeah, the, it, it, it was I, for cool outfits there there were some some fun spots yeah we knew who the hell was winning absolutely and i thought but i did think the storytelling was good that the young bucks kept breaking up pins from other people i thought that was pretty well done like i thought the psychology of the match was quite uh was quite good i like butcher and blade a lot andy looked great another really big showing from andy and i thought the beaver boys the dark beavers uh the angry did, beavers yeah the oh yeah the angry beavers i thought daggett and norbert did quite well i thought daggett and norbert really shined john silver <laughs> that john silver like uh, uh as jim ross said uh hopped up on diet mountain dew segment jim so jr definitely watched talladega nights last weekend right because he couldn't get that like he could not shake that diet mountain dew line he just had to get that thing out yeah uh, yeah i guess he did which hey fine talladega nights very funny Hey, it's got Sasha Baron Cohen in it. So, you know. so let's have the Sasha Baron Cohen, who we uh, mentioned earlier, the aforementioned Borat Sagdiev himself. We we we, we do like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Absolutely, I would love to see uh, Sasha Baron Cohen get involved in wrestling somehow, like do some sort of wrestling-related prank or segment or something. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for him there. I I feel like that it, it was a shame that he never got to play Freddie Mercury like he wanted to. Oh man, his and like, have you read about any of like his ideas for the movie and like stuff he wanted in it? Oh yeah, he he, oh, he wanted he he wanted the full he he wanted everything in the movie and 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 the members of Queen was said right. no, and he was right because was right. I don't care he how had... many I don't care how many Oscars that that movie won, and I don't care how many how much my 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 you know my 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 parents were into that movie when they didn't even listen to Queen when it was. It, 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 that was their generation, and they didn't listen to Queen. I'm glad we're doing this. This that was one of the worst movies I've seen probably of the last that decade. That movie sucked. It, I was so mad when I was leaving the theater, and I was pissed at my friends for like bringing me. I was mad at everybody. Everyone was like, "Hey, let's go get beer." I was like, "No, I'm going home. Fuck you guys." I was so like, it sucks so bad. It's aggressively bad, and 
All the performances are bad. And a lot of especially it, 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 Rami Malek. Everyone was bad in it. Everyone sucked. It was a dog shit movie. Everything about it sucked. There's no redeeming qualities the, to it. What's the, 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 there were so many inaccuracies. Directed by a rapist pedophile. There's so many inaccuracies in it too. Like the the yeah. whole thing with who who wants to live forever. You know, they they're trying to make it like this this this, you know, shocking moment where oh no, Freddie's going to die. Yeah, no, you're playing a song that was written first of all by Brian May. For the antagonist a, for, of for, the movie was Freddie Mercury's sexuality. For the for a movie about immoral guys with swords cutting their each other's heads off. You every know? fucking every fucking five minutes, it was Freddie Mercury calling his ex wife and being like, "Oh, I love you, dear. If I wasn't just so darn gay." Jesus, it's so horrible. Yeah. It's just yeah, movie sucks. Fuck that. Fuck you, Brian Singer. Uh, but Sasha Baron Cohen's cool. Yeah, we like Sasha Baron Cohen, and we he he he, he was robbed of being Freddie Mercury. Sorry, absolutely. So wait, well, what wrestler would we want to see Sasha Baron Cohen play? Now we have to ask this question. Oh my if, god, if Sasha Baron Cohen could be uh the any wrestler for a biopic. Who's who's he? Who's our guy? For a biopic, I'm thinking he should bring back Bruno and and, and team with Sonny Kiss. <laughs> I'm thinking like, hmm. I feel like he could probably like surprisingly play like a Randy Savage or someone like that. I swear, I don't know why, but I just feel like he could. Um, you know what? As hairy as he is, I think he could actually maybe pull off Scott Hall. Ooh, that's interesting. I'd like to see him all like playing a very drunk and drugged up character. I mean, you know, that's always kind of fun. Or I just have him play have him play Vince McMahon. Oh Jesus. Just have him be, play Vince. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, yeah, the Young Bucks won this. Um, FTR and the and the Bucks get into it. They, 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 they slap away the temptation of the beer because... They're Christian AF. They're Christian AF. AF. Never, mind, never mind the fact. Uh, I've, I've known priests who were, you know, drinkers and smokers, but, you know. Oh, yeah, a lot of priests were alcoholics because it just kept them from molesting kids. Um... But of course, you know, it, it, you know, who is this mysterious timekeeper? Like we didn't fucking know it was Tully Blanchard. Jesus Christ! Right, but I will say this: with like his whole face covered up and not being able to see any of his like discernible features, Tully didn't look old. You know what I mean? Like the way he moved and like carried well, himself. He also, he well, he, really... well, he also had the hat on too. Right, but no, I'm saying like the way he like moved and carried himself and like without being able to tell who he was, he didn't look old. Like I think that's a compliment to him. I think he carries himself really well and like he seems to be like uh uh like in pretty good shape, man. So good for Tully. But now here's what I don't understand. That they've spent weeks making the Bucks into doing a heel turn and now they're going to make them baby faces again? I don't think so. You don't think? No. You know, no, that's why so. they they went through that with the, the 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 whole crippling with the chair and. Oh, I think the whole idea is you know AEW wants to get away from traditional babyface and heel stuff and you have to have like the people who are in charge of that like you know lead by example right I think that's what we're seeing with Cody I think it's what we're seeing with Kenny and I think it's what we're seeing with the Bucks is like right these like this whole brain trust has always talked about this and wanting to get away from traditional face heel storytelling so they have to be the standard bearers of that. And uh, so I think, yeah, you got to you got to mix those things up. You got to let the fans decide who they're going to root for. And I think especially in this rivalry, this is the right way time to do it, because I think you have like a divided fan base over who they're going to support anyway, regardless of who like the villain and who the protagonist is in the storyline. Make sense? It does. And and you keep saying that, but you're saying this as if this is like a uh, this is like a, a, a new a, a new way of doing things when this was basically the attitude era where they, 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 they blurred the lines between. Yes. And no, and the attitude era is much different in that. I don't, they didn't necessarily blur the lines because they were just like moving with culture, right? Like the whole, I like the whole anti-heroes, like bad guys are good thing. Like that's when it was being popularized is around that era. And so it was, it wasn't necessarily that as much as it was anti-heroes and things of that nature. That's not what we're seeing here, right? We're seeing just, uh, wrestlers like being themselves like you know kayfabe themselves quote unquote um and just kind of letting the fans roll with like who their support is going to be behind in like a in like a split rivalry 
so, I, you know, this is the time to do it because, again, you have your FTR fans, you have your Young Bucks fans, and they're not going to sway either way, right? Like, for me, FTR, bad guys, good guys, they're, they're the guys I'm cheering for. They're the guys I want to see win. And there's a lot of Young Bucks fans out there. They're not going to go against the fucking Bucks no matter what. Right. So, yeah pull it here right um here the cody stuff yeah whether that works as well or not is kind of yet to be determined the kenny stuff really yet to be determined and i think with kenny the clear direction for him is is heel especially in this particular storyline because people just love hangman adam page so i think there you need to like have a have kenny be like your antagonist but in this one yeah you can have him kind of do whatever they want and uh you're gonna have fans you know fall where they may and with that we end Episode fifty-two of AEW Dynamite. Um, I I'm not even gonna bother with the pros and cons because I think we know what the con is, <laughs> like big time. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But that, Sunny Kiss deserves better. But that that Penta Cerro Miedo contra Ray Phoenix match was one of the best matches I've seen all year. Spectacular, and uh, the Jericho MJF segment was uh, oh god, ass, yeah, ass. The, it was the, a delight. The, the musical number, holy shit! Yeah, so that was a delight, and there was a lot to like from this show. Uh, the feed, the the feedback on it is good. People seem to have really enjoyed it. It was a fun show to watch, and that's you know what you want every Wednesday. Paul, go ahead and plug yourself. I will. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV, all C's, no K's. Follow me on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash ThickFlare. Like I said, on Mondays, we do Lucha Underground. Um, if you are an early riser and need a little content in the morning, I have been doing some real fun little relaxing uh, Train Sim World 2020 streams um, starting at around between 9 and 10 Eastern, going for a couple hours, just driving trains, talking to the chat. Uh, you know, hanging out this morning, we listened to that Jericho Andrew Yang podcast, which was a lot of fun. So, yeah, we got we got that going on uh, all different times of the day. And then, of course, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at BGTD podcast. That's BGTD like boom goes the dynamite podcast. BGTD podcast. Um, I live tweet during dynamite sometimes. It's a great way f- to find new episodes, new goings on with us. If we end up on new platforms to ask us any questions or anything you think we should address in the podcast. If you want to tell us we suck shit, you can do that. And I will absolutely roast you. Uh, so whatever you want to do, uh, come, uh, say hello. You can find me at strong style story without the E in style on Twitter, my personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Um, if you, Kept an eye on the PWOM feed. You'll notice that I've dropped uh, new episodes of both Strong Style Story. Uh, this one with a uh, special guest host, uh, Dave Ryan of uh, Days of Thunder here on this very network where we discussed uh, G1 Climax 30 and... Uh, you love that synergy. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and the upcoming Power Circle Tour. Uh, I also dropped a, a Busting Balls episode on, uh, on Sunday, too, uh, previewing the... Uh, champions and hey, Europa League. Oh, leagues. hey, you're busting my balls over here. Hey, hey, what's going? hey. it's Fugazi. Hey, oh. Any final words? Uh, hey, oh, oh, hey, oh. I know I've done that one before. It's just really fun. It's just fun to do. I know I've done that bit. Don't, if you do, if you want to follow us on Twitter, interact with me, don't tell me that I've already done that bit before because I fucking know. What do you think I am? Fucking stupid. What's the matter with you? Hey, get the fuck out of here. We'll see you next week. Hey. Hey, now get the fuck out of here, will ya? Ma. We'll see you next week.